You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. You know, when I think about the Lord, <laughs> when I think about the Lord, I understand why David said, what is man? That you are mindful of him. Not the son of man that you visit him. He is too much. And especially when I think about the days ahead of us. I'm just so humbled by what God is preparing us for. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. And I think, Lord, but why? <laughs> huh? Why us? What have we done? Nothing. It's just His, it's just his election. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It is, it is so, so, so humbling just to think that God will choose you. Come on, think about it. Why would God choose you? If you still think it's because you, you're qualified, you've missed it. It's not because you're qualified. There are things that God had ordained before the foundations of the world. There are things he has purpose in his heart to do. And he's getting set to begin to do those things. And we're so privileged. We're so privileged. These are the days, um, on Thursday I gave a prophetic word. These are the days that many prophets of old desire to be a part of. But unfortunately, it was, they were not chosen to be a part of these days. But you have been. Did you hear me? I said, you've been chosen to be a part of this day of demonstration, the, the days of glory, the days of heaven on earth, the days where the enemy is going to be so terrified. So terrified. He is so scared of what is coming. So scared. You're going to walk in so much power. You're going to walk in so much glory. <laughs> it will seem unreal. Are you following me? It will seem unreal, but it's real. That's the real thing because many of us have been living a lie for so long. Hmm? We've been living in defeat. We've been living below who you are. You have refused to obey God 
because you think you cannot. You cannot do it. But I want you to know that the greater one is in you. And if he's in you, he can, you can do it. Amen? So this morning, uh, last week we started talking about upgrade. We said it's time for a spiritual upgrade. It's time for an upgrade. Okay? And it's, it's easy to just leave it there, hanging. But we need to really make it applicable. All right? We need to bring it home. So that it will make sense to you and so that you'll be able to apply it in your life. And there are many areas of our lives where we need an upgrade. Okay? There are many areas of our lives that we need an upgrade. But, um, and the reason why we need an upgrade is because if you remember when Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray, one of the things that he says to says to them, he says, when you pray, say, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Huh? And what's the next thing he says? Your kingdom come, huh? and your will be done on earth as where? As it is in heaven. Okay? So, in other words, the prayer... The model of prayer that Jesus gave the disciples, he gave them a model of prayer that is going to upgrade our lives on earth. Okay? It's that, that model of prayer is supposed to upgrade our lives from an earthly standard to a heavenly standard. That's God's plan for you. That's God's desire for you. So, and for that to happen, there are many areas that need to be addressed. There are many areas. It's not about being religious. No. This is for real. Because what we're talking about is demonstrating the powers of heaven on earth. And if we're going to live like that, Right? If we are going to live like that, there is a way to think, for example. There is a way to think. The way you think right now is so limiting. Your thinking limits you to the earth realm right now. So, I think, let's start by looking at Upgrading your thinking. Turn to someone and say, neighbor, neighbor. It's, time it's time to upgrade your thinking. Yeah. It's time to upgrade your thinking. Yeah. It is time to upgrade your thinking. Many people are still living with a slavery Mindset. All right? In terms of your thinking, your operating system is still in the apartheid days. Come on. 
Yeah? So you are trying to move. You are trying to move forward. But there is a default setting that keeps taking you back to the days of subjugation. Now, you're not aware of it, okay? Because uh, psychologists will tell you that there is a mind and then there is a subconscious mind. Yeah. Your subconscious mind, you are not... The things that are in your subconscious mind are the things that actually determine your life. So if, if something, if you're going to change somebody's life, uh, psychologists will take the person through therapy and try to address the subconscious. Am I correct, psychologists? Where are they? No, there are more here. There are more. Ah. <laughs> I don't want to call their names. Yeah. But, you know, that, that is, um, uh, uh, that's what, that's, that's, uh, there's an aspect of psychology what uh, they call cognitive behavior therapy. Am I correct, Joe? Okay. Yeah, so there is a level, there's a way that they would, they, there's a way that they will take you and take you through therapy and they're trying to get to the root of your thinking so that they can correct it from there. And if they're able to correct it from there, it becomes easy for you. But I have news for you, the Word of God is even more powerful. Amen. More powerful. In Proverbs 27, verse 3, he says, As he thinks in his heart, so is he. So in other words, you are a product of your thinking. You are a product of your thinking. The way you think has defined your life. Your thoughts have defined your life. Don't come and tell me the devil somewhere. L listen, the devil is the least of your problems. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, the devil is the least of your problem. Amen. Satan is not your problem. Because what God has invested in you is so powerful that the devil is afraid. That's why if you read 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from, uh, from verse 4, let's read 2 Corinthians 10, 4. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. For pulling down strongholds. Verse 5, it says... Uh, Casting down arguments. Okay? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So you cannot be a captive 
unless you have been captured in your mind. Did you hear me? Yeah, so the devil has a way. He's been around for a while and he has practiced so much and he has perfected his strategies. Okay? He has perfected his strategies and so he uses, he uses his strategies and it's been working for years. He has a way of downgrading your life. And he uses your mind to downgrade your life. Yeah. And I'll show you in the scriptures. He uses, he uses your mind. And there are times, listen, that's why you find that there are some people, it doesn't matter how educated they are. You, you, you've heard it said, oh, education is the key, right? And to a point, to an extent, yes. There is some truth in that. But there are people, it doesn't matter how educated they are. Doesn't matter how far they go, they're trapped. There are strongholds around their minds, and so they cannot move. They cannot move. I need some people here. Let, let's illustrate something. Okay, this role, come forward. Come and help me. I want you to surround me. Put your hands around. Okay? So now, I'm born again. Hallelujah. I'm free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Come on. No chains. Victory weekend. Hey, come on. Take a booster. I'm free. Yeah? I'm free. But uh, there's, a, there's a stronghold around me. So the fact that I'm free, the devil doesn't mind. Okay. Go for victory weekend. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Do it. Do it. Ah. Speak in tongues. It's okay. So far as this is intact, I don't mind. Go to church, yeah, do praise, worship, fast, do everything. Just stay here. I'm okay. Hmm? Yeah. So, I can't move. I want to move, okay? Ah. Ah. What is happening? You see? Every... I'm back here. Oh. <laughs> Oh, it's even... Ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hallelujah. I broke loose. And I'm free now. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that scripture is talking about. Listen, the devil put the stronghold, he's gone to Japan. You are still there. That is his own technology of restriction. 
Put it around your mind. You can jump. You can shout. You can scream. You can roll on the ground. You are still there. You are still there. You are still there. And until you do something to pull down that stronghold, you're still there. But God has given you the weapons. Amen. Has given you the weapons. Amen. I'm go- we are going to pull down some strongholds this morning. Amen. Everything, every restriction over your life. Amen. Every boundary over your life. Amen. Every illegal limitations Amen. that have been placed over your life will be broken this morning. Amen. It's time for an upgrade. Amen. We're going to upgrade your thinking and by so doing, upgrade your living. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Upgrade it. It's time for an upgrade. Let's read in the Amplified. How does the Amplified put uh, verse 4? It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical. Weapons of flesh and blood. Okay? Those of you that are only rational in your approach to life. You will miss it here. Okay? It says, but they are mighty before God. (laughs) They are mighty before God. If they are mighty before God, what are they before Satan? (laughs) Dangerous is an understatement. They are mighty before God. I'm telling you, the devil is not your problem. Touch your neighbor and say, the devil is not your problem. I'm telling you. He is just smart enough to deceive you and to make you believe a lie. That's all. Yeah. So, they are mighty before God for what? For the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. It's time to overthrow some strongholds. It's time to destroy certain things over your life. It's time. We're going to destroy them. Hallelujah. Next verse. Look at it. It says, Inasmuch as we refute arguments, so you see, the way the devil works, there are certain arguments that take place in your mind. I think it's Joyce Meyer that wrote about the battlefield of the mind. <laughs> huh? is, it, is, it, what? is it battlefield or battle what? Oh, okay, yeah. I haven't read it, but it looks good. It's a good title. Huh? Theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. So there are things that erect themselves in your mind against the true knowledge of God. You know that knowing God is the ultimate achievement. Ultimate knowledge is knowing God. It's not having a PhD. Huh? Because sometimes some PhDs are just pothole diggers. Mm-hmm. 
No, excuse me. Um, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it just came out. <laughs> yeah. So w the point I'm trying to make is that PhD does not guarantee yeah. your upgrade yeah. in God's scheme of things. I'm telling you. Yeah. Why? Because there are certain things happening inside. There is a conflict taking place on the inside. The devil is trying to gain territory. He's trying to take ground in your mind. He's trying to possess some land in your mind. Yeah. He's trying. Very hard. But we refute arguments. Where do arguments take place? It starts from here. Theories, where do they come from? From the mind. Huh? So I thought he says, oh, we're talking about warfare here now. What, what, what has that got to do with theories? What has that got to do with arguments? I thought, okay, to pull down strongholds means we should, you know, charter an airplane and go to the, um, Where? To go as high, as high. To go and do warfare, to bring it down. That's not what the Bible is talking about. That is not it. I'm telling you, you can do that. If you don't do this, you're still there. You're still there. I'm telling you the truth. Okay? He says, he says and we lead every thought and purpose away Captive into the obedience of Christ. So you see there that it, the, it has to do with capturing thoughts. It has to do with addressing thoughts. And arresting certain thoughts. There are some thoughts in your mind that need to be arrested. Okay? Yeah. And force them to obey Christ. We must compel them. Force them. If you are going to upgrade your life, you must upgrade your thinking. If you don't upgrade your thinking, your life will remain under. You see? That is why motivational speakers have a way of helping to upgrade your thinking. Right? Especially from a soulish perspective. It's okay. They do some, they, you know, they do some good things there. But listen, what I'm giving to you is more potent. Hallelujah. It's more powerful because this is the word of the living God himself. It's not just positive and affirmative words. It's what God is saying. Isaiah. Okay, let's look at Isaiah 55. Isaiah chapter 55, reading from verse 6, you see something there. Isaiah 55, verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. We've talked about this before. There is a wrong time to seek God. There's a time, if, if we say seek him while he may be found, it means that there is a time that he won't be found. Does it make sense? There's a, there's a time you seek God and you won't find him. All right? Call upon him while he's near. 
that means there is a time that he's not near. There is a time that he's not near. Next verse. Okay? Come on, look at this. He says, let the wicked man, huh? let the wicked forsake his way. All right? Let the wicked forsake his way. The unrighteous, his thoughts. I want you to underline way. If you are not afraid to underline your Bible. And then thoughts. Forsake his way, right? And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. That's God for you. Doesn't matter how wicked, how mean. If you return to him, he will embrace you. Okay, next verse. Verse verse 8. Come on. Let's read verse 8 together. Look at it there. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. Let's pause there. Huh? God is saying, the righteous man, huh? the, the wicked rather, forsake your ways. The unrighteous, his thoughts. Can you see a link between ways and thoughts? Yeah. So, if the unrighteous does not forsake his thoughts, he cannot forsake his ways. As a man thinketh, so is he. If you think wicked thoughts, you cannot be righteous. You cannot make an angel out of devilish thoughts. Yeah, write it down. <laughs> you cannot make an angel out of devilish thoughts. In other words, satanic thinking cannot produce angels. Hallelujah. Satanic thinking cannot produce angels. Okay? So now the Lord says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Hello? Did you know that God's thoughts are not your thoughts? Oh, you didn't know. Do you think God's thoughts are your thoughts? (laughs) Are your ways his ways? Can you see? The reason why your ways are not his ways is because your thoughts are not his thoughts. Yeah. Your thoughts are not his thoughts, so your ways can never be his ways. Look at the next verse, verse 9. He says, come on, let's read it. I think it's good to read it together. Are you there? One, two, three. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Can you see that? As the heavens are high, higher than the earth. In other words, he's trying to compare how far apart your thought is from his thought. If you can calculate the distance between heaven and earth, 
If you can calculate it, that is how far apart your thinking is from his thinking. And because of that, his ways are far above your ways. And that's why it is folly for you to try to use your logic to determine how God will do things. It is foolish. Touch someone say it's foolish. I'm telling you, it is. Because if he is so far, if his thoughts are so far from your thoughts, what are you going to use to determine his ways? What, what instrument, what technology do you have? Sometimes, you know, I laugh when people say, oh, you know, we're advancing technology now, and, you know, and, uh, yeah, your advancement is millions of years, in fact, billions of years behind. <laughs> it's behind. Should I give you an example? The Bible says that God rides on the wind. Yeah, when he wants to travel, okay, he rides on the wind. Right? How? How? Oh, Pastor, you know, that's why we have aircrafts today, you know. <laughs> you know, we'll have the laws of aerodynamics, we just, you know, combine it with the law of lift and, you know, and all of that. Hey, it is obsolete. There are many ways God can travel. There are many ways when he chooses to travel. That's apart from just appearing when he wants one. Because that's another one. Okay? Remember Jesus, after the resurrection, they locked the doors. He just walked in. He just appeared. Come on. Do you have that technology? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I think it's Einstein that said that if, if you're able to make matter to travel at the speed of light, it will become invisible. Huh? Relativity. Yeah. Fear of relativity. That's right. So he was trying to tap into something. But even light. Let's not even go there. Anyway, his ways are higher than our ways. Why? Because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Hallelujah. And that's why if you want to walk with God, you need to upgrade your thinking. You need to upgrade your thinking so that you can walk with Him. So that you can experience God. Because what God wants to do requires us to walk with Him. You know, there is a way we're going to make disciples 
that is totally different to how we've always known. <laughs> because remember, the call is to disciple nations. Okay? So there are some people that will disciple South Africa. You know. Um, God is going to divide, <laughs> give us different um, jurisdictions. And you need, what you need to do it effectively is not your present level of thinking. It's not, I'm telling you. So we need to, we need, uh, we need an upgrade. We need to think like God. But how do you think like God? How many people have seen God? You've seen God. Nobody has seen God here? Ha. Yeah, Lord, please, they need to see you. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Next verse. Let's look at the next verse. It says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, uh, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So, now, if the only guarantee you have in this world of something that will never fail is the Word of God, don't you think it's smart and wise for you to take it in and for you to apply the Word of God. The Word of God, the point I'm trying to make is this. If you are going to upgrade your thinking, you need to use the Word of God. You need to apply the Word of God. Because what is the Word? What is the Word of God? What are words? Spoken thoughts. God bless you. Yes. Words are spoken thoughts. They are spoken thoughts. So if you are going to upgrade your thinking, it means you need to access the thinking of God. But where is the mind of God? Where will you find the mind of God to locate his thinking? It's from his word. What he has spoken came out of his mind. What he spoke came out of his mind. So when you take what he has spoken and you begin to feed upon it, instead of all the junk you are feeding upon, that continues to enslave you and reinforce your slavery, begin to feed upon the word of God. Read your Bible! what will set you free. So you want to upgrade your life, but you don't want to engage the Word of God. How are you going to do that? That's why people look for sangomas. Because they cannot do the Word, so they want somebody that will give them a mixture. Just mix this and drink, and it will solve all your problems. Have you seen all those things they advertise? 
Every time they come, you know, by the robots, they give you those, those flyers. Solve all your love problems, your financial problems, your, huh? your lost, lost lover. Yeah. Yeah, lost lover. All of them. And also solve your financial problems. And go and see the Sangoma. What, how is it working for him? How is it working for him? He is there in poverty, but he wants to make you prosper. Come on. Yeah, and people believe those nonsense. They believe it. Meanwhile, the word of God. The Bible, God spoke to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written thereof. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have good success. What else do you need? It is there in black and white. Huh? The manual for success is the Bible. It's the thoughts of God, the Word of God. His thoughts in writing is the Bible. Huh? So he says you should meditate on it day and night. That means every day you take the scriptures. You see, you, we need to become very proactive now. Begin to write some scriptures. Put it on your dashboard. Put it in front of your mirror. Do you understand me? And say it all the time. That's meditation. The word to meditate is hagar, which means to mutter. It's not just... Mm. No, that's not meditation. That's transcendental meditation, not biblical meditation. Biblical meditation has to do with you taking the word of God. You read it out loud. Okay? Sometimes when you're reading your Bible, read it out loud so that you can hear. It's part of meditation. Take it and read it out loud. Read it out. Day and night. You, you take it. Let it roll in your mind. You know what it is doing? It is washing your mind. It is washing your mind, washing your mind of all those fears, washing your mind of all those insecurities, washing your mind, washing your mind of all the filth that you have absorbed. Because from time to time, at least every week, you need to flush your mind out. In fact, every day, if my mind detox. Everybody, oh, I, I, I'm on a detox. Detox diet and all of that. You, you're paying so much attention to your body and you ignore your mind. When last did you detox your mind? When last? Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, you need a mind detox. Uh, turn to another and say, neighbor, you look like you need a mind detox. Yeah. You need a mind detox, I'm telling you. 
Yeah, we need it. Why? Because I'm telling you something. What God wants to do, your mind is still struggling. In this present state, your mind cannot accommodate what God wants to do. Do you know, do you know that the state Adam was before the fall, that's how God wants us to be. Think about that. Hmm? So in other words, Adam, right, before the fall, if Adam stepped out and there is a storm, for example, there is a storm, a tornado, whatever, as it's coming, Adam would say, Stop there, stop there. Hallelujah. Stop, go back, go back. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what? It will obey. It will obey. That's where God wants us to get to. Amen. But you know your, your present mindset, when you see, ah, my God, my God, my God, my God. Ah. That's why the whole of creation is groaning and waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's waiting. The creation is waiting. So that means we need to get to a point where we need to get to a point in our walk with God. Because listen, as it is in heaven, so remember, that's the, that's the standard. That's the standard, and God wants us to get to a point where we're able to bring that into the earth reality. Are there tornadoes in heaven? So, why do we allow it on earth? Our thinking. You see why we need an upgrade? So why we need an upgrade? Is there fear in heaven? So why do we why do we allow fear? Can you see we're very far? <laughs> I'm just giving examples so you help you to picture what I'm talking about. Because the time is gonna come. Imagine I picture this, right? There's an earthquake taking place. <laughs> You just stand up and say, stop it, stop it, stop it now. Behave yourself. (laughs) Yeah, that's the money, that's the sun, that's that's the level. That's the level Adam was before he sinned. He said God has given him dominion over the works of his hands. Where's your dominion? Where's it? So, you see, where we're, where we're going to, you get to a point where somebody can point a gun at you and you say, you block, you jam that gun. gun. <laughs> Nothing comes out. Why? Wow, you've spoken to it. Hey, gun, behave yourself. Amen. You, come here. You need Jesus. That's where we're going. I'm, I'm just introducing it to you. That's where we're going. I said, come, 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 come. Hey, stop that nonsense. Bring it here. Kneel down. You need prayer. 
Yeah, but right now, how is it? Oh my God! Oh my God! What finish? What finish? Please don't kill me! Don't kill me! Oh. You're not there yet. I'm not there. I'm telling you, we are going to colonize this place. I know what I'm talking about. I'm not just, you know, beating about the bush. This is real. The reason why you're struggling is because your mind is still so far. But that's where we're going. Turn to someone and say, that's where we're going. How many people love this kind of upgrade? Hallelujah. (laughs) Amen. Yes. Yes. So that's why it's not about playing church. This is not about playing church. This is about bringing, you know, heaven down. Manifesting heaven. Hmm? When healing the sick is no big deal. No big deal. Some people have had a few experiences here. They, they think they have become something because of those little experiences. <laughs> We're talking with my wife and she was te- telling me there's somebody we know, you know. But he's had a few experiences, but he's been stuck there since decades. And he's still boasting about those things. But I, So I said to her, where we are going to? These things he's talking about is going to be common. Everybody. Everybody. You know. We come to church, almost everybody would have visited heaven and come back. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So what's the big deal? Ah, I saw an angel. So what? You should be interacting with them every day. No, I'm telling you. Don't allow anybody do you know the reason why some people still have crowd? Yeah. It's because people are ignorant. Mm, that's correct. Hey, this man, if he prophesies on you, what is that? <laughs> We're talking about heaven on earth. You are talking about... So what? Once, if you've been to heaven and you come back, there's no manifestation that will impress you. Do you understand? Imagine you wake up in the morning and then God the Father is in your room. Huh? Talking to you and unfolding a strategy for taking over Africa. And say, this is how we're going to do it. We'll do it together. You and I. Then you come out of that. Somebody now is trying to do something. I, how? And say, you don't know who I met with this morning. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. And th- honestly, this is going to be common Amen. in our midst. Amen. It's going to be common in our midst. I know what I'm talking about. I was praying with a friend. He says, oh, wow. Yeah, I see an angel standing on this. He says, there's something about this church. There's something. It's like a lot of angelic activity is taking place. 
Yeah, it's, it's normal. We interact with angels. We operate with angels. We operate with heaven. And as we upgrade, you know what? Heaven will feel at home in our midst. Yeah, that's why we need an upgrade. So that heaven will be welcome. I remember those days as a teenager when I used to, I used to, t- I used to take care of my room so well. Because, and my mindset was that I don't want it to be untidy. Why? So that angels can be comfortable. Why? Because in heaven, they are used to neatness. I'm telling you, that was my mindset. Yeah, that was my mindset. And because of that, you, would not f- you will never come to my room and find it in a mess. I was so heavenly conscious. But I didn't, want, I didn't want anything that will make heaven uncomfortable in my room. And because of that, a lot of times, the moment I just start praying, I just feel, it just enters my room. The first time, I've told you before, the first time it happened, I ran out of the room. I said, who is that? <laughs> yeah. It's real. Until I got used to it. But our thinking, the devil wants us to remain on earth. That's dangerous. Look at Romans chapter 8. Let's read Romans. I need to. Are you getting the point? Okay, look at Romans chapter 8 verse 5. Verses 5 and 6. He says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Okay? Those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Ah, come on, you're just being too spiritual. Okay, you go ahead and be very fleshly. I choose to be spiritual. Come on, Pastor. Why have you heard these kind of things? See? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spiritual thing. Let's read in the NIV. Go back. Okay, let's read this first. It says, for to be carnally minded is what? Death. Can you see that? That's why the devil wants you to remain at that level. Why? Because he knows he can kill you easily at that level. Why? Because there's already a sentence on the carnal mind. There's a death sentence on the carnal mind, so he keeps you at that carnal level of thinking. So you become devourable, killable, if there's any word like that. You become killable. Huh? He say, yeah, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's what heaven is about. You remember what he says in uh, Romans chapter 4? Is it verse 17? Where he says, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, 
and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the kingdom. Hallelujah. Okay, let's read Amplified. Uh, did I say Amplified? NIV, NIV. Okay. Okay. Those who live according to the sinful nature. Can you see? The flesh there is called sinful nature. Have their minds set on that nature. On what nature, what that nature desires. Hmm? That's why you need an upgrade. Touch your neighbor and say, that's why you need an upgrade. Yeah. That's why you, yeah. I said, no, I like to be myself. You know, just leave me alone. I, I, you know. If we leave you, you know where you will end up? You should be praying that we shouldn't leave you alone. Yeah, that should be your prayer. Pastor, please, whatever, don't leave me. Because it will leave you to your carnal mind. Okay, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. What does He desire? Heaven on earth. Huh? That's why he says, pray and say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. No, no, not as it is in your mind. As it is in heaven. As it is in heaven. So we need to start thinking about how they live in heaven. How do they live in heaven? How do they think in heaven? Let's start thinking like that. Can you do that? You are looking at me as if you are lost. Amen. Huh? Why? Why? Is it that difficult? It's not that difficult. Come on. Okay. Let's... Let's go to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2. I want to give you an example of how to upgrade your thinking. All right? Chapter 2, verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Hmm? Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. I like how the NIV puts that verse. Let's read in the NIV, that verse. It says, Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. In other words, Jesus was God in the flesh, right? Yeah. And he came down, he did not insist on retaining his divine attributes. Can you kill God? Well, have you ever seen someone that killed God? I know they might soon do a movie, The Death of God. <laughs> huh? Yeah, they always come up with things. Where God got killed. But for him to die... For him to be a perfect sacrifice, he needed to empty himself. 
and be exactly like Adam so that he can fit the prize perfectly. Or else it would be unfair. So, he did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. He did not insist, I'm also God. Uh, you are God the Father. I'm God the Son. Hmm. No. He let go. Alright? Next verse. Look at verse 7. He says, who being... Yep, okay. But made himself of no reputation. Can you see that? So, he says, let this mind be in you. Okay? Think like this. In other words, think like this. Although you, you feel you are at this level, don't insist. Alright? Sometimes, do as if you are nothing. He made himself of no reputation. I remember years ago, when I was still going through some of my trials. Huh? And I would try to defend myself because I'm being falsely accused. The Lord says, shh, quiet. Lord, but you know, people would think, keep quiet. And this was the scripture the Lord used to speak to me. He said to me, I made myself of no reputation. You also have to make yourself of no reputation. It's okay to lose your reputation. At the right time, I will establish a reputation for you. So I had to say, okay. They will say things, I'll just be looking. And some other people that knew me will say, but can't you say something? Defend yourself! I'm not allowed to. (laughs) So people went with all kinds of opinions about me. And I I had the opportunity to defend myself. But I was not allowed to. Can you imagine? This is God. eh? (laughs) Working with him is interesting. Okay. Taking the form of a bond servant. Not Not even just man. Bond servant. A slave. Put it that way. He took the form of a slave. Huh? Coming in the likeness of men. He became a man. Imagine God became man. You know the you know the level of humility it takes to do that. Huh? Imagine yourself becoming an ant. Come on, yeah, um, yeah. In fact, that even does that doesn't even compare. But imagine, huh? if you have to become an ant. Because you know, ant, you just do this and it's gone. You just press your finger and it's finished. The life is gone. It's finished. It can't fight. It can't do anything. He became man. So he's saying, let this mind. It's an upgrade, but it looks like a downgrade. You see, that in the, in the kingdom, things don't operate the way you think. When you think... It's an upgrade. It's a downgrade. And when you think it's a downgrade, it's an upgrade. So when you humble yourself in the kingdom, it's actually an upgrade. When you exalt yourself in the kingdom, it's a downgrade. 
So if you are going to upgrade your life, you need to upgrade your thinking. Okay? Humble yourself. Humility. You have to be humble in your mind, in your thinking. You say, who do they think I am? But, you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, well-respected. You know, I need more dignity in this place. Yes. That's why you should humble yourself. Come on. Yeah. Some people feel they are too powerful to be. Verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. The death of the cross was the most shameful death. He humbled himself even to that point. So, to upgrade your mind means... Humble yourself. Amen. Hello? Amen. You don't have to be right. It's okay. It's okay to apologize even though you are not right, wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Hello? Yeah. That's the matter of the kingdom. In heaven, people, people thinking like this is very normal in heaven. But here on earth, when you do that, you are weak. You are considered weak. Am I correct? Yeah, you must be assertive. Come on. Okay. Yeah, so, and what did, it, what did it lead to? Verse 9, let's go quickly. Time is going. Come on. Therefore, God also has what? Highly upgraded him. And giving him the name which is above every name. Can you see? Can you see how to get an upgrade? Yeah. You go down, then poof, at the right time. But he stayed down for 33 and a half years before this upgrade came. Yeah, you want yours to come in two weeks, right? Is that not so? I, I, I mean, I've been, I've been peaceful for the past two weeks now. Now, Lord, you know, it's been 14 days now. Today is the day of my promotion. Oh my, look at verse 10. I like verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth. Can you see that? Because the Father said, there is nobody as qualified. Nobody. There is nobody that has been able to upgrade his thinking like you. And therefore, for all eternity... Heaven, earth, under the earth. Everyone, at his name, you must bow. You must bow. Hmm? Okay, verse 11, look at it. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. So you see, the Father did it and said, okay, so that I might get glory too. This must happen. Because when the father was organizing this, it seemed as if the father was foolish. Because the Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than man. Yeah. So when the father was orchestrating for Jesus to go to the cross, for him to humble himself, for him to suffer, for him to go through all of these things, the disciples, it offended them. How can you, know, you are the Messiah. How can you allow yourself to be treated like this? Don't you, you need some dignity now. Huh? 
allow me to be down. You have a problem with it, go sort yourself out. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. That's my part of my upgrade. Time is gone. Should I give you one more scripture? No. Let's close it. Hallelujah. Are you going to upgrade your thinking? Stop thinking like a slave. You can do it. Are you following me? You can win the lost. You can win Midran. You can win this nation. You just need the right operating system. Hallelujah. Then God is going to download. I can't wait for those things that I'm seeing in the spirit. I can't wait to see this manifest. I can't wait. But we need an upgrade. At this level, we can't handle it. But go up, go up, go up. Stop thinking, you know, oh, why is she thinking like this? Why is she looking at me like this? That is carnal mind. That is a carnal mind. That's the devil. Demons, that's the way demons think. Do you know that demons don't love each other? They don't love each other. They're always competing with each other. But they get disciplined. So that's why they have to be in, in order. Because the devil is like, we must achieve this. doesn't matter how you feel. You must work together. This team must work. And so even though they don't like each other, they, don't, they can't stand each other. Some of them are so ugly. Some stink. But they still have to be together to form that team. Why? Because they have a kingdom agenda. But we who have the word of God and we have the mandate of God, we have the spirit of God upon our lives, we have the, the very nature of God within us, we allow their nature to manifest through us. So that's why we're always competing with each other. We're always jealous of each other. You know, you know, all those things are not in heaven. They're not in heaven. Why should they be in your life if they're not in heaven? Don't allow it. Don't allow it. If you allow it in your life, it will enslave you. It will keep you under. Remember the apostles, you know, you know in, 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 in um, Matthew 18. <laughs> Who is the greatest? Who is the greatest? Is... Jesus says, come on, guys. In heaven is not like that. We don't think like that in heaven. The greatest of you must be the servant. If you are not like this child, sorry guys. So when you humble yourself, you are actually upgrading yourself. Amen? Amen. When you think and you assume the position of a servant, you are actually upgrading yourself. Let's stand up. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.